we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I thought the Bears were a lot of things last year. I don't know if I thought they were a 12-win team, but that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, welcome in, guys. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Evan Newberger. Here with me is Robbie Larson and Adam Sidak. I think you mean uh, Peanut Tillman and Leonard Floyd. Oh, we are all repping our Bears jerseys here today, and that's because we're covering the NFC North. Um, guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Snapchat at the SL Football Guys. Um, as I said, guys, we're jumping into the NFC North today. Uh, and then we're going to give you kind of our take on their over-unders and talk about some of the off-season additions and losses that each team had. Then we're going to give you the uh, fan favorite on the clock segment where we talk about something a little non-football related uh, so you guys can get to know us a little bit better. But uh, guys, if you're ready, I think we jump right into it. Let's go. All right, we got the Lions first up. The Detroit Lions. Uh, last year, 6-10. and 10. Uh, First year head coach, Matt Patricia. Trying to instill his uh, Patriot way in the city of Detroit. I'm not sure it went that well the first series. He's yelling at reporters to you know stand up straight. Uh, yeah, that that pretty much summed up the year last year for Lions. Um, not good. Uh, as far as their off season goes, what they did, they paid a lot of money for some you know iffy guys. Uh, Trey Flowers, a good player, picked them up out of off of the Patriots. Signed Justin Coleman to a big deal. I, I think they probably overpaid, and they definitely overpaid for Jesse James. I'm not sure he's worth $24 million. Uh, Danny Amendola, that's another signing. I, I just don't see that one working out, at least financially. He might he might be decent. But he was he, a Patriot, though. He was a Patriot. Uh, loved, loved, really loved the pick of TJ Hawkinson in the first round. I think uh, it sort of shows what direction this team is going to try to go. Um, he's one of the better blocking tight ends that's come out in the last 10 years, like uh, dominant, dominant run blocking tight end. Um, I, I think that they're going to try to lean, especially with signing Jesse James, who's more of a pass, pass threat than a blocker. I think they're going to try to, you know, sort of run the ball a lot this year, establish a good running identity with Carrion Johnson in the backfield, who looked really good when he played his, uh, his freshman year, rookie year. Yeah. Um, as far as the defense goes, not a lot of changes. You lost uh, Ziggy Anza, Nevin Lawson. Um, you know, it, it was a defense that was pretty much held up by a good, good secondary play. Darius Slay, really, really good corner, really good lockdown quarter. Um, you know, uh, it was pretty good pickup of uh, Damian Snacks Harrison mid year. Really helped solidify that rush defense. They were getting run on beginning of the year. Traded for him. Definitely much better, and they were a more competitive team in the second half of the year. Uh, overall, I don't know. I'm curious to see what you guys think because I, I I'm not. I just don't know if there's enough playmakers. I, Kenny Doll- Kenny Galladay is a great wideout. Marvin Jones is a good two. Right? With the addition of Hawkinson and you know Jesse James with Carrion. I wouldn't call any of those guys Carrion. dynamic. I, I wouldn't hey, call Carrion. Carrion might Carrion. be dynamic. He was Kenny Galladay is probably dynamic. He's good, though. but I don't know. I don't know that he's. He had some of his yeah. better games against. The Bears too. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the only guy who could beat the Bears. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's 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 a good he's a good wide eye. I, I, I'm sort of struggling, at least with this offense. I don't think this defense is going to be that good. They're going to be held up by sort of Matt Patricia and you know the way he he operates that defense. But I I don't see them being a you know top fifteen defense mm-hmm. offense. I could, but I think a lot would have to go would have to go right for them. What do you guys think? So I guess my question is, uh, what do you what do you guys think of Stafford this year? Because um, there was rumors that he was dealing with a shoulder in, injury all year, and he he didn't really have a good year last no. year. Um, do you guys think he he'll be able to step it back up and and in turn kind of help the receivers out? Yeah, I'm on this actually the side that kind of thinks the Lions are going to rebound a little bit this year. Um, I think you're going to see some improved quarterback uh, quarterback play out of. Uh, Matt Stafford, like you said, um, you know, reports are he was dealing with a shoulder injury all year, and that can really, um, you know, adversely affect uh, the quarterback play. Um, there, you know, we talked about they, he's got options. Like I said, I don't know that any of them are truly dynamic playmakers. Kenny Dow- Kenny Galladay is a good player, um, but I don't know if he's a game breaker necessarily. But you know, him and Marvin Jones are respectable on the outside. I love the draft pick of T.J. Hawkinson. I think that was one of the better picks 
in the first round of the draft. Um, you know, the thing with those first-round tight ends is a lot of times uh, they're slow to develop. You know, they don't really make a dent year one. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Hawkinson can kind of transcend against that and, uh, you know, leave his footmark on this team very early on. Um, I think he's an instant star. Yeah. I don't like great, as great a pick all around tight end, like yeah, maybe blocking not, yeah, and receiving, yeah, maybe not fantasy numbers at least year one, but he'll make a better, more of an impact maybe than any offensive player drafted this year. Yeah, on their team, I, 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 I can see that. I, I don't, I don't know about his receiving just because it it doesn't seem like Matt Stafford likes to throw to tight ends for some you gonna reason. Learn. You gonna learn? You gonna learn? I mean, I, I mean Zach, he had Ebron, he had he Ebron. <laughs> maybe he won't learn. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think Matt Patricia going up against Gronk for as many years as he did as a D coordinator in practice. I this is I, like I, a think, Gronk yeah, for I think Patricia. I think he's, he, this is this is his guy. I think uh, year two continuity will help with this defense too. Um, it was a real big shakeup uh, last year, really on both sides of the ball. It was a complete game uh, gameplay uh, transition uh, for the Lions as they tried to be. Uh, a little bit more run heavy than they've been in the past, and then on the defensive side of the ball, um, Matt Patricia came in and he overhauled the system. Um, so I think they're they're due for some improvement in year two. Um, I think they're going to wind up around seven and nine. Um, that's that's my take on it. Uh, interested to hear what Robbie has to say. I was going to put that exact number on them. Yeah. To be honest, um, I just remember the Lions last year. They Pulled up some upsets about uh, on big teams, and right now I'm kind of looking up on who the, the big teams Patriots. like Patriots. I know for sure because it was kind of a Patricia going against the the master, nearly Bill beat Belichick. the Bears on Thanksgiving. Um, they Detroit. they beat they beat the Packers. Um, I mean that at that time it was a big upset um, because that was, was that earlier in, in the season. Um, it was it was at home. Okay. Um, they actually they did, they did. That's right. They did close out the season, winning thirty-one nothing in Lambeau. Um, so this team, they have the ability to, um, at least get five hundred. Yeah. Rogers didn't play in that last game, though. If no. I recall no. correctly, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, I could see this team. I I could see this team being pretty much what they were the last two years. Um, what was it? Was it two years ago where Matt Stafford led like? six fourth quarter comebacks yeah. and I maybe that's what this team I, I, I see this team being a really tough out. Yeah. Probably seven win team, but if Matt Stafford, you know, does that again, I could maybe ten wins. I it's got the it's got the talent. I, I don't know if they're a ten win team, but I could see them barely squeaking in the playoffs There's, if Matt Stafford plays plays in at an elite an elite level. Yeah. I think Matt Stafford is um one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Um if, yeah, I think you're right. If he plays at an elite level, I think this team could sniff a playoff spot. Um, outside of him, though, really on either side of the ball, like I've said, I'm just not seeing a true game breaker. Yeah. Uh, the, some guy that you you look at, uh, you know, in your Tuesday meetings, and you're like, "This is the guy we got to stop." Like, I, I just don't see it. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I think I think that's kind of the big concern for the team. I think um, you know maybe maybe Hawkinson is the guy that they can grow into that. Um, is just kind of that dynamic tight end, uh, you know, that's that's tough to take away. But, um, you know, for now, I think they kind of lack those options. I don't know. I think Carrion's going to take a step up this next year, yeah, um, especially since uh, Daryl Bevel, their new OC, he's, he's more of a run-type guy. He's going to focus in on trying to make uh, Carrion a little bit better. Um, and, I mean, Carrion's a good – he's a three-down back. He, he could get it done. Great um, pass catcher. Great pass catcher. Um, so I, I think he could – have a chance this year to show his stuff, even with a CJ. Even though they signed CJ Anderson, was, I know it was interesting because bowling ball himself. Yeah, carry on Johnson was a workhorse in college. Like carried the ball a ton, a ton for Auburn. Um, you know, like he had forty carry games, and uh, I think he might see something similar to that this year. I they're they're a team that's going to run the, the ball. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he does have the. He reminds me a lot of uh, Demarco Murray, the way upright running style. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, both can pass. Pass block and pass Sneaky catch. speed. Yeah, too. yeah, deceptive. Uh, I, yeah, I'm with Robbie. I, I, I really like a, a big season for Carryon Johnson. He, even though he might not have the most like touchdowns, like all-purpose yards, you're going to see a lot, would especially guys, for a Lions running back. Would you guys um, 
possibly consider carrying on in the back of the second, like a reach to get him, make sure you get your guy? Do you feel that strongly about him? Well, compared to a back of the second, I I wouldn't shake it off, to no. be honest. Depends um, on who's on the board, but I wouldn't. I, yeah, mean, I would definitely consider. I know there's guys like you, you get Leonard Fournette back there, which honestly, he's carry been on creeping. Johnson or Leonard he's Fournette. Been, I'd take carry on. Yeah, I, I just don't trust Leonard Fournette and, until he shows me that he could get his head straight. Carry on Johnson or Marlon Mack? Carry on. Easy. Carry on Johnson or Devontae Freeman? Carry on. Carry on. Okay. Carry on Johnson or Derrick Henry? <laughs> now that, for me, is carry on Johnson. Well, it, if Titans are a 16-0 team, then I'll take Derrick Henry because <laughs> that's the only time he actually I, I, does I, I well. Saw, I saw a report today that they – they're going to run Derrick Henry into the ground because it's the contract year for them. They don't get I did see that, yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please do. He's going to get like 40 carries a game. All right. Um, guys, anything else to add for the Lions? Okay. Nah. We'll, we'll touch on their over-under later. Uh, for now, though, we'll transition to the pack. We're going Ooh. to the Packers. Who had a – we get the booze right here. We're <laughs> some – we're some uh, Bears faithful right here. Um, so this is, I will uh, preface this that I'm trying to be as unbiased as I possibly can. It's tough. Um, How noble of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, it's, hard. it's, hard. it's tough because I, I, to I just want to give them the under on anything without doubt. But um, there was 6-9-1 team last year. Um, very underwhelming for what the expectations were going into the season. They're expecting to be, um, if not number two to the Vikings, but number one last year. Um, so that in turn got Mike McCarthy fired um, near the end of the season. And this year you got the old uh, OC from the f- uh, previously mentioned Titans, Matt LaFleur. What does Robbie and Matt LaFleur have in common? Last names that start with L.A. Nah, they both had uh, ACL injury within the last. Couple oh months. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I'm sorry. That I is true. He did have an ACL injury. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that was uh, that went right over my head. <laughs> that nice went right by me. <laughs> I like it though. No, yeah. So you freak yes. injury on the sidelines. So you. What. <laughs> <laughs> too it was a freaking dream silent but anyways um matt lafleur um coming in from the titans um seeing gonna lead this uh aaron Rodgers led offense um with uh little Devonte adams and um what we assume aaron jones is going to be the lead, lead back or at least get the majority of touches um then as as your receivers you got um a mix of marquez v- valdez scantling on the outside is what the rumors are with uh, Geronimo Allison um, working the slot. This team's constantly in three wide receiver sets, though. They are they constantly. Happen. They like to throw it. and That's how they're built. That's that's how Aaron Rodgers likes to do it. Um, so it's going to be interesting seeing how uh, this he- new head coaching change is going to um, affect this offense. Um, to me, at, at least with that, I, I don't – I'm just kind of – I've – just think that Rodgers is a little stubborn and won't take a lot of the play calls too seriously. You saw him a lot last year just change all the calls on the line and just basically call his own play. Um, it's going to see it be interesting to see if he actually takes uh, LaFleur's um, game plan um, seriously um, in that way. Um, but anyways, um, they pack, the Packers, they had a couple of first-round picks, which they – went after uh, to try to shore up that defense, which was uh, definitely their weak side. Uh, Rashawn Gary, D-end, Darnell Savage as a safety. Um, reach out for me. I, I think Rashawn <laughs> Gary was a little bit of reach. Um, that, that's for sure. Um, and they added uh, famous Amos, Adrian Amos, um, signed him up. Um, from out of free agent yeah. from the that Evan is wearing right now. I got my Cookie Monster shirt on here, and Amos. my famous Amos jersey. Amos, and then uh, soon to be torched um, oh, in a ritual fashion. <laughs> I, I do like Darnell Savage. That's a good player they got. I, I think he'll he'll do well. 
um, the same way. Haha. They they haven't had anybody like him in the back there for a while. Yeah. Like a heavy hitting safety on the field. Yeah, that's 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 a perfect guy to be with Amos. Yeah. If yeah. you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also got a couple free agents in in Zadarius Smith and uh, Preston Smith, um, to work work the edges. Um, a couple of their losses. You got uh, Clay Matthews going over to the Rams. Jake Ryan's out of there. Randall Cobb over to the boys now. Um, did I do? Did I remember this? Mo Wilkerson. Uh, did he get a DUI recently? Yeah, no, he, he, yeah he's signed? unsigned. He's unsigned. I don't yeah. think he signed anywhere, right? Yeah, um, but gone. he's gone. He didn't um, have much so of this an impact. Is, yeah. yeah, Kenny this Clark is, uh, coming in. Kenny Clark coming in. This is this is brand new defense. Um, yeah. So. Um, what, what what do you guys think about this team in general? Well, the guy that scares me the most on that defense is definitely a corner, second year corner, um, Jair Alexander. Uh, I think that guy is. I think uh, he's good. Yeah, that guy is. That guy's a player. <laughs> but remember, uh, they took two corners last year. Um, one of them, I think, will probably be a safety for a different team in a few years. Uh, Josh Jackson. Um, I don't know that that guy can play. He certainly can't do man coverage, um, but uh, they I think they absolutely hit a home run with Jair Alexander. I think that guy has future uh, first-team all-pro potential. Um, you know, one thing that concerns me with this team, though, uh, I know it's an all-brand-new defense, but that offensive line, they gave up 53 sacks last year. Um, I think that was fourth worst in the league. Um, really? I, yeah. They're always... It's a major... Yeah, I mean... I'm wondering though if I mean you got guys like Bakhtiari he's getting older. Um, he could still Bilaga's chug though. Older. He yeah, can't still Bakhtiari. chug. <laughs> yeah, Bilaga's Rogers, getting older. Rogers can't. Someone's got to make up for <laughs> yeah. him. Maybe maybe part of that was uh, you know Rogers got hurt early on in the year, the knee injury. Maybe his mobility was down, but still took 53 sacks. Probably um, ten of those were Jimmy Graham trying to pass block back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm wondering like I you know from what I've seen though. Obviously, there were some injuries, but um, I don't know that this is a great offensive line. Again, Aaron Rodgers is getting older. Uh, that mobility's not as good as it once was. Um, I think they missed an opportunity to shore up the offensive line a little bit, which is a concern for me. Um, I still think anytime you've got Aaron Rodgers, they're a force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say this team isn't going to be 500 with him, with a fully healthy Aaron Rodgers, though. So. Yeah, I'm pretty scared of this team. As as a Bears fan, I'm scared of this team. A lot went wrong last year. A lot went wrong, and a lot of people got fired. And Mike McCarthy probably deserved to get fired a long time ago because I've seen him take great opportunities at Super Bowls and blow them uh, just by being a bad coach. I'm worried about this team. I'm I'm not sure how good Matt Lafleur even has to be compared to Mike McCarthy for this offense to turn around a little bit. Um, they were running Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers show. Um, if they get any sort of creativity other than that, I think it's going to help help this offense. And as far as this defense goes, a lot of young players in the secondary. Um, and then you add a guy like Kenny Clark. Um, I, I, I think uh, Kyler Fackrell really stepped it up the second half of the year. And like I've been mentioning, Jair Alexander could step up and be an All-Pro this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I, I clearly think this is... I think this is clearly the second best team in the NFC North, um, and I, I I think that they they definitely could beat beat the Bears one one two games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean the Bears, Bears a lost game one um, when they injured Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. That was kind of an emotional uh, roller coaster of a game. But even that second game at Soldier Field later in the year, they got out of that by the skin of their teeth. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. I think. When I think about it, I still think talent-wise, overall, the roster, uh, when you go position by position, I think the Bears are f- like far superior there. But the Aaron Rodgers factor, Aaron Rodgers. It, it makes up for so much. Um, as long as he's under center, they're always a threat to win the North. I mean, what he did last year to the Bears week one was... Otherworldly. I, I, you, Otherworldly. You'll never see that yeah. from any other quarterback. Yeah, uh, I, One of the best halves of football. Uh, I've ever seen, considering what he was dealing with, uh, as painful it is for me to recollect on yep. that. 
I mean, whatever they, whenever he went out, whatever kind of adrenaline they like oh, gave they, to him, like I, I kind of want some of that for like some games because yeah. he came on a tear, and then you could kind of see after that that injury was kind of affecting him for it seemed like most of the yeah, rest looked, of the season. He looked better in that game, the second half of the Bears game than yeah. he did like the next three weeks. Yeah. He was on some of the Brett Favre painkillers. <laughs> they had some of those in cold storage uh, that they broke out for a special occasion there. They brought the vault out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, guys, we have anything else to add on the pack? I think, I think we're cheese. good. But Time I, for a word from our sponsor. I think today though? we would like to thank Giorgio Michele's Coffee. In 1963, Giorgio Michele's Coffee was only a small Italian cafe on the east side of London looking to make its mark. Today, they are expanding across the pond to the U.S. and neighborhood near you. When you're there, try their new Orange Mocha Frappuccino. The Orange Mocha Frappuccino is your wake-me-up before you go-go for the day. If you're looking for a little extra kick... Take a couple sips of Giorgio Michele's signature Frozen Faith Frappuccino. And before you know it, wham, it hits you. Find a Giorgio Michele's coffee by you today and experience true freedom. Don't be careless and let this great cafe whisper by you. Oh, man, I had that last Christmas. It was... uh... It was it was great coffee. Great I, 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 oh, unfortunately, I heard Giorgio Michelis. Uh, he passed away recently, correct? Uh, he did. Oh, man. unfortunately. That's, that's but no, the, leg- the legacy lives. The legacy on. lives the on. Legacy lives on. <laughs> oh man! Well, thank you, Giorgio Michelis, and the family legacy that continues uh, that franchise. Uh, yeah, uh, big fans of the coffee. There, uh, we're always looking to stay caffeinated here uh, with the South Lot uh, football guys. Um, but yeah, without further ado, guys, let's get on to the uh, Vikings. Um, Vikings, uh, this is a team, uh, you know, really underperformed last year. A lot of people thought this is a team that could, uh, could make a run at the Super Bowl. Um, last year, offensive ranked 19 uh, in terms of points, 20th in terms of yardage. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, 9th in terms of points, and then 4th in terms of yardage. Um, big offseason moves. Uh, obviously, the offensive line was one of the larger issues. Uh for this team, they addressed uh, a portion of that by signing uh, Garrett Bradbury, their first-round uh, draft pick out of uh, NC State, I believe. Uh, he's going to play center for them. Um, otherwise, I mean, it was a relatively quiet offseason. Um, they they kind of re-signed a lot of their in-house guys like uh, Kyle Rudolph uh, and uh, Anthony Barr. Uh, they added Shamar Steven on the defensive uh, line to play that D-tackle position, but... Um, you know he's he's more of a replacement level player than um, than anything else. Uh, I think that's one of the weaker spots is um, you know his position on the D line. Um, I I really think you know given the lack of additions, they're they're kind of banking on Kirk Cousins' improvement in year two, and uh, you know utilizing the talent that they already have that they've put a lot of money to into on the outside with uh, Thielen and Diggs. Um, you know, there's a lot of promise with these skill position players. Um, you know, remains to be seen how dynamic uh, Delvin Cook can be. Um, you know, showed flashes last year once uh, he got healthy towards the end. Um, so we'll see. Ultimately, though, I mean, despite the Garrett Bradbury signing, I don't know that they did enough to fix this O-line. I mean, you still have Riley Reef, who's a good... Uh, tackle on the outside but he's getting up there in age uh, otherwise you're looking at brian o'neill at left tackle um you know hopefully he can improve in year two but the two guards are, are relatively weak uh o'neill i mean he needs an improvement in year two but otherwise he's relatively still a weak spot i think this is still an area that teams can attack um and i still think the vikings are gonna be a team that's gonna be given uh kirk cousins who can be a bit of a statue back there uh, a hard time with uh you know interior pass rush so we'll see defensive side of the ball i do still expect this team to be um a top 10 unit uh you know they, they still just got uh very good playmakers uh all over on that defense i mean you're talking everson griffin linval joseph anthony barr xavier rhodes harrison smith like all these guys 
are, are all pro potential type guys. Um, great talents on the defensive side of the ball. So you can never count on a team with that many playmakers. Um, they're getting a little bit um, older and now... I think that they're kind of, especially on the defensive side of the ball, kind of in the later half of their window. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they can capitalize on that and improve uh, from where they were last year. Um, but, guys, I, I think, I, I honestly think the offensive line is going to be the thing that holds them back the most. And, um, you know, we saw that, you know, despite uh, despite what was going on on the um, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, this is a team that still had 20 turnovers last year, and uh, you know, field position was uh, was a killer for this team. So it'll be interesting to see. I want to get your guys' thoughts though on what you're expecting for the Vikings. Uh, I don't know. I, for me, I think the biggest concern is I got two concerns. One is the depth, the overall depth at running back. Delvin Cook has not shown he can be healthy whatsoever in two years. Um. Last year, I know Latavius Murray, in the last two years, Latavius Murray has been sort of that savior for that team. He'd stepped in, be reliable. Wasn't the best, but, you know, get your four yards to carry. was always, was always there. I, this year, they, they drafted Alexander Madison, sort of a bigger running back. I, I, I just don't think he steps in and becomes Latavius Murray, and I, I'm not sure Dalvin Cook's going to hold up an entire year. He hasn't shown he can so far. I'm not sure what, what they're seeing to not, you know, back him up after the two years he's had. I think it's ridiculous um, that they didn't get a veteran guy in there. Um, and then and then my other concern is just the Kirk Cousins we saw the second half last year where, you know, me, me and Evan were watching a game. It was week four against the Rams, and he was making some unbelievable yeah. throws. Unbelievable throws. You did not see that same Kirk Cousins in the second half of the year. He was getting pressured up the middle. He was flustered. He was making erratic throws. He was missing reads, throwing too early. Um and unfortunately, you, we've seen this before with Kirk Cousins, where he, you know he's decent, and then he, he gets to time of the year where it's playoff time, crunch time, sort of doesn't show up. Um, and it's hard to blame, you know, the, his cast around him uh, when he got Thielen and Diggs and Rudolph on the outside. Yep. Um, so that's that's my other concern with this team. The defense, I'm not worried about him yeah. whatsoever. That's going to be a good unit. It's going to be one of the stronger defenses in the league. Uh, I'm just worried. Mostly about the running back depth and then just Kirk Cousins. I think you make a great point there uh, in regards to Delvin Cook and the depth at the running back position. Um, they did draft Alexander Madison, but I mean, like, that's that's nothing. I don't think that solves the problem, especially uh, when everything that's been communicated this offseason is that the Vikings want to run the ball more and they want to lean on him. Well, you've got one back that can do that. Um, yeah, I mean, everything says that. They want Delvin Cook to be a three back uh, or three down workhorse back. You know, has been injured. Proof's in a pudding. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, hasn't like, been yet. He has not shown that he can, uh, you know, underst- or, uh, take on the punishment of the NFL game for a full season. Um, and what happens if he gets hurt? Then they're really in a, in a world of trouble. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, given that they've, they've, come out publicly and said that that's the direction that they want to go, it surprised me that they did not do more uh, to add at that position. And address the offensive yeah. line. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, Robbie, we'll turn it over to you, though, to get your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I, I like their, I like Garrett Bradbury. Um, but, again, yeah, just that one guy's not going to fix that problem. That offensive line just looks absolutely terrible. Um, and that doesn't help. Uh pocket QB like Kirk Cousins or an oft-injured um, running back like Dalvin Cook. That's just it's just bad recipe right there just to even start it off. Um, which, but, um, yeah, it's just it's mind-blowing that they didn't really do anything more that they, about that. And something I'll go to is how much did this team change from last year from from two years ago when they you know were in the NFC Championship game to last year, other than Kirk Cousins, I, I mean it wasn't a roster that had a lot of change whatsoever. Right. And you know you progress and then you know it's, a, it's not 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 the best team. It's not the it's not the same team. I it's hard not to blame Kirk Cousins in in this situation. You know he got the huge contract. Uh, I'm I'm not sure he's. He's more than you know a top twenty quarterback yeah. in the league. 
I think um, I think the the offense previously uh, in that 2017 season that you're referring to was um, you know a little bit more catered to uh, some of those um, quick throws to help out Case Keenum, uh, but it seemed like the De Filippo offense was some of these. Uh, more extensive route tree type things that take longer to develop, and the offensive line just just could not hold up long enough to have Thielen work a double move downfield uh, on every other route he's trying to run. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think it's it's clear, given the changes that they've made, that um, you know they they tried that uh, kind of new age offensive style last year by bringing in the young. Uh, offensive coordinator DiFilippo, and now you're seeing kind of a backlash from that. Now they're trying to go back to that Mike Zimmer, like let's just pound the rock and play good defense. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how Kirk Cousin handles that. They still have great weapons on the outside. Um, I think you could make the argument that uh, Diggs and Thielen are a top uh, three, I'd say definitely top five wide receiver duo in the NFL. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um but yeah, I I don't expect this team to jump back up to that 2017 level of play. I got a hot take for you guys. I, I think this is the worst team in the division. Um, the last memory we have of this team was a team that flat out quit in a play-in game week 17. Quit. You're arguing with each Stealing other on the sidelines. Yep. I did. I, that's a terrible sign for a team at know, home. At home. At home. Against a team that had nothing to play for. They're quitting. playing backups. Yep. I. That's the last vision I saw of this team, and I, I just don't think that's a good th- that that that's your last taste in your mouth. That they changed an season. offensive coordinator. Yeah. That's essentially what they did. In the I, I I just think this team's on a downturn. Downturn real fast. They got a team that's probably pissed at Kirk Cousins for being such a highly paid quarterback and you know not producing. And numbers are numbers. He put up numbers in Washington. They weren't a winning team in Washington. So um, they were a 500 team, and I, that's probably what the Vikings are, Yep. if not worse. All right. Robbie, anything else to add? Nope, I'm with you there. I, I think people are just still living off that uh, amazing, like, 2017 run they had when uh, Diggs had that amazing last-second catch. I think that's a lot that's burned into the memory. But, yeah, I'm with you. They – Team got it just seems like by bad sign. <laughs> yeah, they did get worked. Oh man! Uh, All right. Well, now uh, uh, the beloved. We're, we're moving on to the beloved here. Uh, the Chicago Bears finishing twelve and four last year um, had an unfortunate end of their season, uh, losing to the Eagles at home in the playoffs. Um, the infamous double doink, which is forever burned into my memory. Doimus, That's right. Um, offensive ranks last year, they were ninth in points. 21st in yards. Uh, yeah, you know what that is, guys? That's a good defense. Give me yep, a solid That's exactly position. what that is. Um, defensive side of the ball, this this is really, it says it all about this team. Uh, number one overall in points allowed, number three overall in yards allowed. Um, on the um, In terms of the additions that were made in the offseason, they added Buster Screen to fill in where uh, Bryce Callahan, who left to go to the uh, Broncos, so he's filling in there. Buster Screen is known as one of the uh, better uh, slot corners in the game. He's a little older in the tooth. This is going to be his um, age 30 season. So we'll see how um, you know his game translates over from the Jets to the Bears now. But um, they also added Ha Ha Clinton Dix uh, to replace Adrian Amos, who got big money in uh, free agency to go play for the Packers. Um, thought it was interesting. Just, you know, how some of the NFL contracts work out. Uh, Adrian Amos is a guy who's he's kind of a darling of the analytics community. A lot of people love him because um, he's a sure tackler. Um, you know, doesn't really miss any plays. He's, he doesn't he give up big plays. Doesn't give up big plays. Um, you know, it's pretty solid against the run. But he's also not much of a playmaker in the uh, pass game. So, um, I think... There's some give and take there. Uh, haha, Clinton Dix won't be as strong, uh, you know, playing the run as Adrian Amos uh, was. I think Adrian Amos is one of the better uh, run safeties in the game. But uh, haha, Clinton Dix will be a far better uh, on-ball defender um, in, in terms of playing the ball in the air. 
in in terms of those like you know when the Bears try to play two deep safety uh, sets, um, you know, haha Clinton Dix will be a lot better there. I think haha Clinton Dix can can crash down and and cover the slot or cover, excuse me cover the flat much better than Adrian Amos uh, would be able to. Um, just you know kind of a better instinctual player. Uh, otherwise, uh, another big addition the Bears made was uh, Cordell Patterson. Uh, be interesting to see uh, how he's utilized. Um, looks like he's going to be there for kick returns uh, for the most part. But I think uh, Matt Nagy will try to get him involved. Um, you know, in, in some of those uh, quick passes, whether it's bubble screens or reverses, I, I do think you'll see him get involved, and, and the Bears try to give him uh, some open space to work with. Um, one of the bigger issues this team has, though, that they did not address, uh, still glaring holes, the kicker position. So, <coughs> uh, Robbie, me. come back. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of talk about uh, Robbie Gold wanting to come back to the Bears, but he just signed a huge deal yeah, to so stay that with That talk him. made him a lot of money. <laughs> it did. Yeah, sure. He really yeah, wanted to go I back to Chicago. He wanted to make a couple, <laughs> couple extra bills. Yeah. Either way, I can't blame can him. Dupe John Lynch. Yeah, he he played him well. Yeah, John Lynch isn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's something the that's been done guy, before, in my opinion. But um, I don't know it'll happen again. Yeah, I mean, ultimately though, it, I I'm trying to approach this from a non-biased standpoint, which is difficult, admittedly. I I look up and down this roster, and it's just absolutely filled with playmakers um, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, uh, you've got uh, Leonard Floyd, who is, I think, extremely underrated just because his sack totals aren't high. Uh, nobody, uh, he, he sets the edge uh, better than just about anybody I've seen at that outside linebacker position. Uh, guy does not get beat to the perimeter on outside runs. Um, you know, linebacker play. Danny Trevathan's been great the last few years for the Bears uh, after he came over uh, from a Super Bowl run with the Broncos. And, and Roquan Smith, uh, this is a guy that could be an all-pro linebacker uh, in the near future. You know, at the cornerback position, you have a first-team all-pro in Kyle Fuller. And uh, Prince of Mukamara is solid on the other side. And then you're looking at Eddie Jackson, another first-team all-pro safety. Um, I mean... Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. This might be the best safety in the game right now. He might have had as much of an impact as Cleo Mack last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Un- unreal. Unreal. His presence was absolutely felt when he was not in that playoff game, for sure. I think the Bears might have won that game had he played. I don't know that it would have come down to a kick. Um, You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I think the key to the Bears um, maintaining their record and, and getting deeper in the postseason is can the Bears offense, and in, more specifically Mitch Trubisky, progress from year one of that system to year two? Uh, all reports are very positive out of camp, you know, but it remains to be seen. Um, if I give you my honest take on Mitch Trubisky, as a Bears fan, I absolutely love the guy, but as an honest observer of the game, there were... <laughs> I don't know how many picks he threw last year. Maybe you guys know off the top of your head. But he probably should have had 10 more. Like, there were a lot of throws he made that, uh, you know, should have been picked off. He tried to force a lot of throws. Um, and he's still a young quarterback, still learning. Uh, first year in the system. So not terribly alarmed from it. But that's going to be something I'm going to want to see a major improvement on this year. Because uh, uh, the turnover numbers could have been a lot larger than they were. Uh, more specifically about Mitch, I think... He's one of the better running quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, almost uh, Cam Newton light, uh, very similar to like Josh Allen, uh, Steve Young like. Yeah, yeah, like well, he's I think he's a little bit bigger than Steve Young. Oh, yeah. yeah, but um, you know, very quick, great. He has great um, blindside awareness. Uh, oh yeah, very good at rolling away from uh, any blindside pressure. Uh, that was probably the thing I was most impressed with with him in year two was his ability to feel pressure in the pocket and make plays happen um, downfield after the offensive line breaks down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my take, guys. I'll let you touch on, uh, you know, some of the other additions um, that they made in the offseason. But, you know, I, I, I think a lot of what we're seeing here hinges upon uh, what this offense does in year two with the uh, Matt Nagy system. I mean, I think grabbing David Montgomery in the third round was – 
uh, what they needed. Um, last year with Jordan Howard, teams kind of knew what to expect. Like he he doesn't really have good hands. Uh, he's he's more the kind of grind them out kind of runner, kind of like Derrick Henry yeah, is. More one dimensional. Yeah, more one dimensional where you just have to give him the rock a lot of times in order to be productive. But I think um, having Montgomery. Um, or actually Chuck Bruce, I should call him. Chuck Bruce. Um, Chuck Bruce there um, with uh, Mike Davis as a, kind of a, his pretty much similar skill set. Um, I've seen him as kind of the backup role if Mon- something happens to Montgomery. Um, but uh, Mon- Montgomery, he's got all – he could do everything, and that's – what's going to keep uh, defenses on their toes. That's not something they had last year. If you, um, Tyreek, he could run the ball. I think that was the closest thing um, they had last year. Um, but still, defenses were, whenever you see Cohen out in the backfield, they'd lean more, hey, but they're going to probably throw it. Um, so that extra dimension um, Chuck Bruce brings um, is going to help out Trubisky and try to get him to that next step. At least that's how I see it. And plus all the wep- multiple multitude of weapons they added on. I actually think this is one of the deepest rosters in terms of uh, on the offensive side of the ball, especially at the skill positions. Um, they can, running back depth isn't isn't the, isn't like great, great. Yeah, but I think Mike Davis could fill in fine. Um, when you're talking about backup running backs, like, and and they still got Mizell to fill in if. Uh, Tariq Cohen. I mean, he's not Tariq Cohen, but you know he could fill in that role if needed. Um, yeah, that, that's probably my one criticism of the offseason. It was well, obviously dra- drafting or replacing Cody Parkey with you know hodgepodge of kickers that have never kicked before is yeah. is obviously not a good. But uh, now I think it probably trading away Jordan Howard, bringing David Montgomery, sign Mike Davis, but it's always. So it's a position you can have an have never have enough depth in, and for all of Jordan Howard's like flaws, he still was a productive NFL running back. I don't know. I disagree. I think that was the right move to get rid of Jordan Howard because they knew he didn't really fit the system. Get some value for him while you can. Send him over to the Eagles, and now Jordan Howard's looking on the last year of his contract with a team that he could prove his skill set. Um, whereas if the Bears just kept him, they might not even get anything back from him next year. And you'd just be riding the bench all year. I think it just I think that move helped out both sides. That's true. Definitely definitely could help out Jordan Howard. I could see that. Yeah. I, you can just never have enough running back depth. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see how he, uh Howard gets utilized in another crowded backfield room in Philadelphia. But um I, I you know, I think it was pretty clear early on. I mean, last off season we were talking about um Jordan Howard uh, and whether or not he was a good fit uh for the Matt Nagy system because on the surface, it seemed like he wasn't, um, and I think ultimately the Bears felt that he left a lot of plays out there. Um, you know, this was, you know, watching the Bears last year, there were a number of times when Howard would just, you know, he'd have a massive opening play where it looked like you know he could take it forty yards to the house, and he'd just get he'd just get tripped up. You know, it'd be something light, and it just felt like it was always something. He was he was just one move away. Uh, but he could never kind of make that last move, that last cut to to make a larger play happen. Um, and I think that's what the Bears were looking for. I think they they are comfortable with uh, Montgomery and Mike Davis' ability to handle you know that three yards in a cloud of dust roll. But I think they count on uh, Montgomery to be able to provide a little bit more elusiveness uh, and to kind of turn some of those seven yard runs into. 15, 20, 25 yard runs. Um, ultimately, guys, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I don't see this team really taking much of a step back, though. I just think they're they're too talented. Uh, the players are, are, are too good on the defensive side of the ball to let the defense take a step back, even without Vic Fangio. So uh, let's go off that. Um, a lot of the criticism this offense is of why it's going to take a step back is um, losing Vic Fangio and going Chuck Pagano. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, Chuck Pagano was the defensive coordinator of the Ravens um, when they were a very good squad in the mid two thousands. Then uh, he went to the Colts, where he didn't have as much success. Uh, the success Pagano had under the Colts was largely based on uh, 
you know, the offense's ability to win games. But, you know, Pagano is known as a guy that's a uh, kind of a safety guru. Uh, Ed Reed has come out and said that one of the most influential coaches in his career and making Ed Reed the player that he was was uh, Chuck Pagano. Bob Sanders. Yep, Bob Sanders, another uh, great player uh, under Chuck Pagano. So, um, you know, I think uh, Eddie Jackson still has room to improve, you know, even despite as good as he was. Um, Ha-ha, Clinton Dix, I still think there's untapped potential there. Uh, You know, that was a highly touted uh, pick out of Alabama, who's had, you know, solid seasons, but maybe hasn't lived up to that first-round pedigree uh, yet in his career. So, uh Again, though, like I just think the talent is is too good on that side of the ball to let this let this team taper off because of a system change. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to discredit how good Vic Fangio is. Yeah, he, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's a loss. Um, you know, regardless of who the replacement, he's one. He's one probably top three defense coordinators in the league. He's proved it with two different teams now. Um, yeah, having said that, though, I think Chuck Pagano's about as good as a replacement as you're going to find. Um, and, you know, the, the continuity with, you know, having 10 of 11 starters back and the one he replaced is sort of a net, you know, net gain there. So uh, I, I'm not concerned about this defense whatsoever. Um, I'm not concerned about this defense falling off, you know, from being a top five unit. Um, you know, when I look at this team overall, I think all of it, like the entire season is based on Mitch Trubisky. Um you know, watching him last year, you saw flashes of a guy that had all the potential to be, you know, all all pro, one of the best QBs in the league. And then you also had some games where you're wondering what the heck was going going on through his mind. Uh, seemed like he improved throughout the year, though. Um, got better. Was pretty damn good in a playoff game when they needed him to be. From my view, I, I see him taking that next step. Um especially with the offense around him. He's got so many, they might not have one elite player, but he's got, you know, a crew of six or seven guys that can all do similar, take take a similar load off the offense. I'll give him, you know, four or five options on a, on a given given passing play. Um, and with his ability to run, escape the pocket with a pretty good offensive line, I think he takes the next step. And I, I would not be surprised if he saw him in, enter into the top 10 for fantasy quarterbacks on, at the end of the year. I will say it, it did seem like the end of the year he was gaining a pretty good rapport with uh, Allen Robinson yes. and yep. some of the other guys there. You, you've got Anthony Miller who's um, he was kind of banged up with the shoulder. And Mitch and did have a shoulder injury last he year. He did have a shoulder yeah, so for did. a little time. He grinded through it. Yep. Um, but I, I, I think that yeah that that offense can't take a complete step up. Yeah. Well. Um, Guys, do you have anything else to add on the Bears? Are we ready to move on to the over-unders? Bear down. Bear down. I'm, I hear you there. All right, uh, guys, let's first take a look at the Lions here. Lions, we got we got them at six and a half. I'm gonna, over. I'm going to take the over. I'm Barely. Feeling, yeah. I'm feeling the over, too, at seven and nine. When I say that, this team's not winning more than eight games. But I, I do think they'll come in seven, nine, eight, and eight. I, I feel I feel a lot better about that than I do about them being six and ten. I would agree with that. Yep. Um, coming in next, Packers. They're up at nine and a half. <laughs> that's a good line. That's a. Mm. I think that's a good line. Over. I think I'm gonna take the over. God, I'm just. I'm just not that's so no certain bet. about. That's a no bet. That's a no that. bet. Definitely oh, a no that, bet for it, me. It, but, that's, a, um, that's a good line. Good line. I mean, I. I'm gonna push the under, just because I'm not so sure about Matt Lafleur. Oh no! Just but does he does he need to be Aaron Rodgers runs? I don't show. know. And they, I know they stacked up the defense on with free agency. But how many times have you heard the Packers win free agency? I mean, they don't I don't really know. spend too much. They, I don't know if that made, really like, would necessarily help if they don't have good coaching. They made like it. you know they picked up a lot of B players. They didn't make they didn't pick up an A player. You know, like Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, like those those are those are nice additions. Yeah, but how good of a defense you need with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback? Yeah, but I think what I'm saying though Apparently is that you need a decent one when yeah. looking at it last year. Yeah. I still think that defense is middle of the road. Yeah, I, 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 I could, still think it's middle of the road. I could see them being a tad better. Tad better. They, 
And how many first-round picks have they used on the defensive side the last two years? Four? In the last two years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, four. That's, okay, well, Josh Jackson's not a good player. Uh, that might be a hot take, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, give, him, give him one more year. Don't make that after one. I, I still think he's got some talent out there. All right. um, we will see. Yeah, we'll uh, see. But what about these Vikings? Over, under at nine. So a little under at Packers. Under. Under. I'm taking under two. I still think they'll be around 500, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I think you, you're going to have a lot of like, teams that are looking like 500 teams yeah. here. Um, I don't know if that would be good enough to make the playoffs in this NFC, which, I honestly, I think the NFC is pretty stacked. Yeah. Um, so we're all taking under. Bears, they're same as Packers, nine and a half. That's an over. I think that's a pretty easy over. I, honestly, over. I thought the Bears were ten and a half. They're nine and a half. Yeah, they're nine. What I saw was nine and a half, and it was plus money too. That's a pretty easy over for me. So yeah, I I'm really liking the over there too. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything uh, Anything else to add here, guys? Are we ready to get to the on the clock segment? I think I'm good. Okay. On the clock. Okay, guys. Now this one is a, This one's a tough one for me personally. Uh, I'm gonna ask you guys. Choose one. Will Smith, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ooh. Will Smith. He is he is the fresh prince. He always keeps it clean. If you want some clean rap, you just you just gotta ask Google or Alexa and then they'll throw on some Will Smith. Um he, he was you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That that's just a great show all around, you know. Maybe it's funny, it hits you in your feels. Oh yeah. Some emotional I, I episodes. I mean, I like The Rock, but give, give me Will. Right, I, I think I gotta go with The Rock. I mean, that guy's gonna run for president. No, like, he, he, he is America. I would like, vote for him. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, 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 you cannot trust the person who doesn't like The Rock. Oh like, God! Like, what has that guy done to deserve any dislike? Have you guys seen that movie Skyscraper? Oh, yeah. No, it, it's one of the best. That's like remember really? like all those '90s movies where like you know like uh, Die Hard or like. You know, a Passenger 57 or Con Air. It's just like, you know, where you have, like, this hero going up. Like, that's what that movie was. It just brought me back. I was like, this is awesome. Like, we need more of this. And, like, the only guy, like, nowadays that could handle that kind of role is The Rock. Like, it, yeah, no, nah, he's he's America. He's the family man. Yeah, like, it's funny. He's funny. Uh, no, this this is the man. This is the man America needs. I, I'm all in on The Rock here. See, I, I'm so torn with this one because Will Smith is – the hero for me, uh, just I think I gotta go Will Smith. Gotta go Will Smith. Real answer for me would have been Carlton, but <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Uncle Phil. Oh, oh R.I.P. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, I think that's gonna do it for us here today. Um, we are officially done with the division episodes. Uh, next couple episodes coming to you guys are going to be on our uh, fantasy football rankings for the year. We're going to take you through uh, all the positions, uh, give you what our breakdown is. Uh, we start off with running backs. Uh, we're going to do running backs to start. So, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, we'll be back at you shortly with that. But take care.